Blog Talk Radio. hour we're going to be <coughs> talking sports and having fun doing it i want all your ideas all your opinions and all your beliefs and of course you will get a heavy dose of my opinion if you have an opinion number to call 646-727-3070 at 646-727-3070 you can listen to the show at blogtalkradio.com slash pecant blogtalkradio.com slash pecant send messages to the show on twitter at go for again, and while you're there on Twitter, give me a follow. At go for again, great shows lined up for you today. All things Super Bowl today, and we're expected to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rofe, who is out there in San Francisco. At you know the great part of the madness, if you will. I mean, it's crazy out there. The Super Bowl Sunday approaching. It's a holiday here in America, and uh, pretty much it's, it's basically a holiday. But we're going to talk to Willie about the Super Bowl. Get his thoughts on what. Possibly could happen. I mean, is, is, is it possible that the Denver Broncos could win? Is it possible that Peyton Manning, who I, I believe this will be his final game, I, I think it should be his final game, and so is it possible that Peyton Manning and possibly his final game will go out on top? Can he go out on top? Well, I guess he can if they win, but is it, does he have it in him? That's the key. Does he have it in him to get it done? Does he? I don't think he does. But we'll see. As we go throughout the course of the show, ultimately at the end, you will get my pick for Super Bowl Sunday. And and you know what? I, I think, you know, last week as I was on the air, I, I realized that as much as I would love a competitive game, as much as I would want to believe or possibly believe that the Broncos can make it. Oh, hey, they can make it a competitive game. No, don't get me wrong on that. But as much as I I, I want to find a way and, and figure out a way that the Broncos can win, I want to come up with some kind of scenario or, or figure out something, something that I can come up with to to to, to Make the Broncos win this game. I mean, I it, it's it's a tall order. It really is. But I'll try. I, I will try, of course. But before we get to the Super Bowl, let, let's start with Johnny Manziel. You know, we 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 the reports out now. According to Johnny Manziel's father, Paul Johnny. Well, the, his father first and foremost is worried that Johnny won't make it to his twenty fourth birthday. Secondly, his father has tried to get him into rehab uh, the past, at least on two occasions. Twice uh, this past week, he's tried to get him into rehab for something, trying to get him, try to get his son admitted to for a psychiatric or chemical dependency hospital. Um, he's trying. They tried on Tuesday to do it, but he said Johnny Menzel was allowed to leave, and so 
This is even after his father told officers that he believes Menzel was suicidal. Now you have the situation Johnny Menzel and his agent have parted ways. I believe his publicity people, his publicists, has parted ways with Johnny Menzel. So this is a guy now, you know, you had the situation, obviously, it was it was okay, you know. You you talked to you you were partying and you know you were a big party guy and so on and so forth and you know on the surface partying is innocent, especially when you're young. You're handling your business for the most part. It's an innocent situation, but now we're talking now domestic violence. We're talking about another incident with your girlfriend, your ex girlfriend. You know, allegedly you 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 struck her a couple times. You talked about allegedly that uh, uh, that if you don't shut up, I'll kill both of us, and, and and so kill us both. He said, "quote," and so and and there's talk that maybe he was on some type of drug at the time. So th- this this thing obviously has has grown and grown, and there was a helicopter search for him. There was thoughts his girlfriend believed that he wasn't safe. I mean, this has been a lot when it comes to Johnny Manziel. This. You know, this this is a guy who who's given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to take control and become the franchise, the franchise guy for the Cleveland Browns. And each and every time he's had that opportunity, he's messed up. You know, he's he's good caught partying. You know, he's messed up. Played those final four games, got hurt. Ultimately, wasn't around. wasn't wasn't Vegas dressed up in Vegas so he can get his party on. So it, it's just like this dude, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter the opportunity, this dude cannot get right. And you would think with all the things that are on, you know, the, the, the opportunities that are in front of him, I mean, the opportunity to, to be the guy in Cleveland, you know, the opportunity, if it, that didn't work out in Cleveland, to be the guy elsewhere. You know, you you've had opportunities. To, to to do those things, and you're out here acting a fool. You're out here, you know, allegedly being your girlfriend. You're out here, you know, partying. You're out here getting your drink on. Maybe your smoke on. Maybe something else on. Maybe your drug on. I mean, you're out here doing things that, you know, in reality, you're not supposed to be doing. And it's like, what are you doing? You got issues. If you got to dress up and you need to party that bad so much so that you have to dress up, you got issues, you got problems, you got a situation, and you need to deal with it. Again, he went to rehab for an undisclosed issue. We don't know what that undisclosed issue is, but he was in rehab for it. What he was in rehab for, who knows? It was undisclosed. But at some point, man, you got to figure this out. Um, and reality is, you know, Johnny comes from a lot of money. You know, he he's never wanted for anything in his life, and 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 so you look at it, you're wondering now when is you know obviously this is bigger than football. It's time for Johnny to to maybe sit down. And maybe sit down a year, maybe miss a year of football so he can get himself right. Maybe miss a year of football so he can figure some things out in his life. Because right now his life is out of control. 
Right now, Johnny Manziel is out of control. And right now, since his life is out of control, Johnny Manziel needs to sit down and figure out what he needs to do. Figure out what's next. And I think what's next might be Johnny Manziel sitting down and just getting the help that he needs. Sitting down for, you know, not for for a couple months, maybe sitting down for a year to figure out what is next, to figure out what he can do in his life to make it better, to figure out what he can do in his life to 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 become that man that he needs to be. And also, you know, in, in the process of becoming that man that he needs to be, maybe he can ultimately become that quarterback that he wants to be and needs to be, or that he wants to be. You don't need to be a great quarterback, but you you should need to be a good person and a good man. I'm not saying he's a bad man, but I'm saying if you're hitting on women, that's not a good step. You know, if 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 you're out there and you're not supposed to be partying, but you're partying anyway, that's not a good step. You know, you you can't have it every which way, and Johnny Mandel has to figure that out. And obviously, it's his life, and 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 obviously his life is out of control. But at the end of the day, if again, if he wants to be this guy, the guy that he you know, wants to be, and, and you know, that big-time quarterback in the National Football League, and just maybe he's not built for it. And, and I've always questioned, you know, I, I question Johnny Manziel's, his ability, his size in the National Football League. And you saw, saw some fat flashes. You, you, you saw a guy possibly who could maybe do something in this league. I'm not saying a lot. Maybe do something. Maybe, uh, you know, be serviceable in this league. I think you saw... I think we saw that. I think we saw that. But I also think that we, we, we saw a guy that, you know, even with some of the flashes, we saw the things off the field that just wasn't right. You know, if the Browns tell you, you know, to, to, to fall back from, from a weekend of partying, fall back from a weekend of partying. I mean, I, I think it's pretty simple. You know, if the Browns ask you to, to, to not to go out and, and, and not to, to party and not to you know, just to fall back, to, to lay low. If they ask you to do it, you should do it. Like, I don't, I don't understand why you just can't do it. I don't understand why you just can't just stay home. Obviously, you can't stay home because you have a problem, and because you have a problem, you need to fix that problem. You need a trained professional that can help you fix the issue that you have. That's bottom line. So before Johnny Menzel can be Johnny Menzel, the big-time NFL quarterback, he has to be Johnny Menzel, the big-time person. He's got to take care of those demons, those demons that are that are haunting him. He's got to he's got to fix those first before he can fix. What ails him on the football field, he's got to fix what ails him off the football field. Again, opportunity in Cleveland, opportunity after opportunity to take the reins of that franchise. They're trying to give it to you. You couldn't do it. You know, you had an opportunity in your rookie season, and you uh, you were woefully unprepared. You know, you had an opportunity during this season, and, you know, you played decent, but, again, you couldn't keep yourself at home. You had to be out getting your drink on. You know, you had to have issues with your girlfriend. 
You couldn't be the professional that you needed to be. You couldn't be the CEO of a football team at this point in time in your life. Off the field, we know for a fact off the field and questionable on the field. I mean, we don't even know how good he actually will be. And on all honesty, even if his head was on straight, even if his head was on right, we don't know how good Johnny Manziel would really be. Like, can you, can we can we honestly know and, and say Johnny Manziel would have been a franchise quarterback for Cleveland? No, not at all. I, I don't think we can say that, and I think we would have. A, I think the questions are are definitely out there. But at the end of the day, you want him to get the help. And at the end of the day, I hope he gets the help. And at the end of the day, after he gets the help, hopefully he can be the man that he wants to be. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Let's go to Super Bowl now. And now Super Bowl 50 is upon us two days away in Santa Clara, Levi Stadium. You know where the Forty ers play. Uh, Peyton Manning's probably Peyton Manning's last game as a football player. It's probably his. This is his last rodeo. And then this is. I mean, we could see. I guess a changing of the guard. We could see Peyton Manning, or at least Cam, taking the mantle <clears throat> as one of the faces of the National Football League. This. I just look at this game, and, and, and you want me to figure out how the Broncos can win this football game, and let me try. Okay. First and foremost, that defense has to come out, and that defense has to be hot and heavy. That that defense has to come out and hit Cam Newton and that offense in the mouth. Remember? the Super Bowl with against the Seahawks where the Seahawks came out there and just hit the Broncos in the mouth, you know, the the the, the Aaron snap. I mean, they just came out and they just hit the Broncos in the mouth. Like they hit them in the mouth, hit them hard in the mouth, and the game was pretty much over after the first quarter. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. And that I I think I mean, I I don't think they can do – I don't think they have the talent that Seattle has. I mean, I don't think they have the Broncos meeting. I don't think this defense is good, but is it as good as Seattle defense back then? I'd say probably not. But it's, it's, this is a very good defense, and I'm not taking nothing away from this defense because this defense gets it done. But you look at that game, it was 22 to nothing at halftime. It was done at the end at – at halftime, that game was done. And, and so – but you have to come out. And and hit Cam in the mouth. You have to come out and, and continue to try to get pressure on Cam Newton. That's what you got to do. And I think you need a turnover or two. I most definitely believe you need a turnover or two. You need a turnover or two. You need short field. And, and you need short fields because have you seen Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning is a game manager at this point. Peyton Manning is not who we once knew or known and loved. He's not that guy anymore. This is this is not the Peyton Manning that you grew up on, some, some of you. It's not that guy. 
this is not the Peyton Manning who who is arguably the top five, you know, one of the top five quarterbacks in the history of this game. This is not that guy anymore. This is a guy who is a, a shell of himself. This is a guy who can't make the plays that he once did. This is not the guy who, last time he was in the Super Bowl, coming into that Super Bowl or during that season, that's not the guy who, you remember that season a couple years back, where he set all different types of records, you know, with the, the 55 touchdowns and, and you know, the 5,477 yards. You know, they, that that's not him anymore. Coming into that, you know, th- that was him back uh, two years ago when he went into the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks. That's not him now. That's not him now. And even with the 55 touchdowns and even with all the big-time numbers he put up that season, he got blown out in that Super Bowl. But anyway, you, you look at Peyton Manning, and, you know, even with those big numbers, he got smacked in the mouth. But granted, that Broncos defense, the Broncos defense is better than it was two years ago, but the offense, I think, is, is dramatically worse than it was two years ago. I mean, this, Peyton Manning, 55 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Peyton Manning this year, 9 touchdowns, 17 interceptions in the regular season. And, of course, he was hurt. 16 games that season. Missed a bunch of games this season. And so, you got to find, the Broncos have to find ways. And it might mean having to find ways on special teams. Three phases to a game. And you got to win a phase of that game. You got to win phases of that game. And, Again, you look at the you you look at the Carolina Panthers. You look at how prolific that offense. You look at this. Uh, you look at the uh, Broncos. Twenty three points against Steelers. Twenty points against the uh, Patriots. Forty three points in total in the playoffs. You look at the Carolina Panthers. Thirty one points in the first half against the Seahawks. Twenty four points in the first half against the Cardinals. Fifty five points in total. In the first half. So they've doubled, not doubled, but they've beaten and, and scored more in first halves of their first two games than the Broncos have scored in two complete football games. Eight quarters took the Broncos to put up 43 points. Four quarters took the Panthers to put up 55 points. So, you just look at how dominant the Panthers have been getting to this spot. Dominant. And you look at the Broncos and you're wondering, yeah, if Antonio Brown was there, maybe it was a little different against the Steelers. If Toussaint doesn't put the ball on the football field, maybe it's a different story against the Pittsburgh Steelers. If, if, if if they could, if if Gronkowski makes the extra point, maybe the Patriots beat the Broncos in overtime. So you, you just, you're looking at Carolina's run, and you're seeing steamroll. 
Seahawks made it interesting at the end, but Carolina was in control throughout. The Cardinals, steamroll. That game was a dominating performance at no point. There were moments, maybe in that first half, you thought Arizona had an opportunity, but after halftime, you kind of you, you knew it was over. And and so I, I say all that to say this: Cam Newton has been sensational. Cam Newton has been flat out ridiculous this season. I mean, ridiculous. Ridiculous in the regular season, ridiculous in the playoffs. He's been that good. And and so, as good as Cam Newton's been during the regular season, Peyton Manning, I would say, has been equally bad. And every the, the more you're watching the games, the more you watch the Panthers on both sides of the ball, whether it's offense, whether it's defense, the more you watch that team, the more you're like, this is their year. 15-win football team, you know, easily could have won undefeated possibly. And, and, and now you're just seeing that same dominance they had in the regular season is the same dominance they took into the playoffs. I mean, two dominating performances against two very good football teams. Two, uh, you know, 14-win in Arizona and a 10-win team against the uh, Seahawks. Seahawks a 10-win team, Arizona a 14-win team. 13-win team, excuse me. Check that when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. But Seattle a 10-win team. Combined 23-9. and And you, you, you look at those two teams and you're like, Okay, Seattle has a legit shot to beat this football team. Seattle might even beat this football team. I thought Seattle was going to beat this football team. And then you look at Arizona. They got a legit shot to beat this football team. And both of those games, you know, other than Seattle making it excited at the end, weren't really all that close. Seattle steamrolled here. And I almost sense that the Broncos kind of limped here a little bit. They got here, they got to the Super Bowl, and again, you want to get to the Super Bowl, you got to do big time things. But Seattle steamrolled here. Broncos limped here. Just, just the way I see it. Broncos easily don't, easily could not, you know, easily could be home. Easily. They could have easily been home after round one. Easily. And so, I just... Well, here's the thing. Peyton Manning has to be mistake-free. He has to be mistake-free. And... He has been mistake-free the first two games of these playoffs. In these playoffs, he's been mistake-free. No picks for Peyton Manning. He's been mistake-free. So it is possible. I guess. But I'm thinking Peyton Manning has to put up, you know, better numbers. I'm thinking Peyton Manning and the Bronco offense 
has to put up more points. Because I can tell you, I told you how prolific this Carolina Panthers offense is. I told you that this offense scored 500 points. I told you that this offense, you know, the most points scored by any offense in football by any team is the Carolina Panthers. I told you that. And so, how do the Broncos get it done? How do they get it done? How? Carolina team, 31 points per game in the regular season. Are you able? I mean, again, I'll, I'll – I mean, this Bronco defense is big. You know, they're big-time defense. And so this defense, they get it done. But this is the Carolina Panthers offense. This is the offense that's rolling. But you, you can say, okay, the, off, the defense is rolling too. I'm trying, folks. I, I, I'm trying to come up with a way – with a solution, with an idea, with 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 some kind of uh, uh, argument that I can make that will will sway even myself. I'm trying to talk myself into possibly trying to see what the Broncos can do to win, and I, I'm going nowhere. Mistake-free football, first and foremost. Maybe create a turnover or two on defense. Make sure you're coming out there and hitting Seattle in the mouth. Peyton Manning, not only I think he has to be mistake-free, but maybe he, he's got to get over 200 yards. I think he's got to get over 250. He's got to have two touchdowns at least. He's got to get a running game. Hillman. Anderson, those boys have to run the ball well. If if Denver has any shot, they got to run the ball well. Those guys have to give you something. If you get nothing from those boys, you're going to have a problem. Those boys have to give you something. And so you need a big-time run game. You need Peyton Manning to be big time, big, you know, very effective without turning the football over. You need that defense to be what they've been throughout the course of these playoffs. And you need that defense to create some turnovers. Those, that's the recipe. You need to turn the Panthers over. I mean, we had Laurente McCray on last week. And he was very, very confident in the Broncos' ability to win. Very confident that the Broncos can get it done. Very confident. And so, and, and you know, this is a confident football team. This is a very confident football team. But at the end of the day, 
you know, you can talk all you want about, you know, you being confident, you being through a bunch of different things, you having a big-time defense. But at the end of the day, you got to come out and stop Cam Newton and them boys. you got to be able to stop Cam Newton and those boys. And I'm not sure you can do it. I think I think you can you can you can limit them a little bit. I think you can limit them a little bit. But I think at the same time, even if you limit them a little bit, you still got to get something from Peyton Manning. And what you're trying to get, I don't think he has. I really don't. Well, what what you want, I don't think he got. What you need, I don't think he has. And so with all that being said, I can't figure it out. And I don't have, well, give me time. I got another half hour left to try to figure out what I can do and say to make the Denver Broncos win this, not make, but to to figure out what I could do to, to get the Denver Broncos to win this Super Bowl. What I can do, any scenario I can figure out that, you know, to come up with that the Broncos would win. I don't know. I don't have it. But anyway, Joe Montana. You know, and we 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 hear the we heard the stories. TTE in the brain of Ken Stabler. Obviously, you saw the '85 Bears last night. You know, you hear the story of Dave Dorson. You know, obviously, you hear the story of Andre Waters, uh, Sash from the Giants, Tyler Sash. You you heard that story. I mean, the, the list goes on and on of NFL players diagnosed with CTE. From you know concussions and you know from the hits and all the big time hits that they take in the National Football League from all that you're seeing the effects of it and, and so you know Joe Montana came out the other day and talked about what plagues him what ails him arthritis he has arthritis in his hand you know he talked about. He has arthritis in one one elbow and both knees. He says in the middle of the night, quote, in the middle of the night, they hurt like crazy. You know, his bulky knee. He said he can't straighten his knee. And, you know, he's had a half a dozen surgeries, can't run much anymore. And he says, he'll, he's been told, he says, you know, he'll need a re- knee replacement when I can't walk. Bad neck. He's already had three neck fusions, and probably he's going to have a fourth. Bad eye, troublesome eye, bad eye. So he has some nerve damage, and he says led to a lazy eye. Fifteen years in the National Football League. Can't play basketball anymore. Can't get up and down the court. And so, you know, at the end of the day, this is a violent game. At the end of the day, this game takes a toll on you mentally, physically. It, it, it beats you up. And so, and I, I and I think in reality, most guys wouldn't trade it. Obviously, no one wants to be debilitated. Obviously, no one wants to, you know, have arthritis. No one wants to be have a bulky knee and, 
and a messed up neck and arthritis. No one wants that. No one. But in, in, in reality, uh, it kind of comes with the territory. You, you you can't expect to go into the boxing ring and not expect to get punched. You can't go and play football and not expect to have any type of bumps and bruises. You cannot expect to get hit. Not, and you know, it, it takes a toll on you. And so you, you look at it, <clears throat> and I think, like I said, I think Joe Montana went and traded for the world. And, and so, and, and you know, obviously, you, again, like I said, I feel for these guys, but I also think these guys, on some level, maybe not as much as they did, maybe it's not as much as they know now, but they kind of know, knew, I think, on some level, the cost of playing national playing in the National Football League, the toll that it takes on your body. They know that constant pounding, it's got to do something to you. you, you got to have, I mean, in reality, I think it's just living the moment. And we all live in the moment at times. We're all guilty of living in the moment. And they're living in the moment as NFL players. They're living in the moment and, and, and you live in the moment, there are consequences for living in the moment. There are consequences to taking a toward all shot. There are consequences for taking a bunch of pain medications so you can play on Sunday. There are consequences for that. Now, you might not have taken the time to go through those consequences, and you might not have, uh, uh, you know, sat down and, and, and you know, figured out, figured out what, is the end result of those consequences. But at the end of the day, I think you kind of know on some level that those consequences exist. You kind of know on a certain level that there's a good chance that, hey, especially now that, you know, you, you bang into a guy 60 minutes a game, 16 games a season, for 10-plus years, there is going to be a price to pay. And, I, again, I, I, my heart goes out to all these guys, guys struggling financially, guys struggling physically, guys can't get, in, get out of bed, guys who, who, who don't remember various things, guys who, you know, moods have changed, guys whose personalities have changed, guys who, who who was one thing at one point in their life and now is another, totally different, totally different people. And, and so you feel for the, the NFL players, you feel for the guys whose bodies are beat up, you feel for the guys Who's who's you know dealing with post concussion post concussion syndrome, guys dealing with CT. You feel for those guys, you really do. But I think on some level, you kind of know the price that comes with playing in the National Football League. We're going to bring in a guy played a bunch of years in the National Football League, is a Hall of Famer, is out there in San Francisco. Let's bring him in now, Hall of Famer Willie Rofe. Willie. Paul, how you doing? How are you? Good. 
How's San Francisco? Very nice. We had the uh, the Hall of Fame lunch today, and uh, heard a lot of good stories uh, from uh, you know usually in those in those type of environments they get up and they let the Hall of Famers say a few words about what it means for them to be in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know you heard some good stuff from Shannon Sharp and talking about their humble humble beginnings, and uh, they did something new this year. They had uh, all the uh, Guys, the finalists were in the room too. So the luncheon had all the finalists. Uh, they were they were up to the hall, and all the current Hall of Famers and their families in the room. So you know it's a nice get together and the chance for the finalists to uh, to get to see the Hall of Famers and kind of start to know a little bit about what it means to be in the Hall of Fame. The guys that are there, and it's also. Uh, you know, a chance for them to get to know each other and, and they find out who makes it uh, tomorrow. For sure, for sure. And it should be interesting to see who does, in fact, get in tomorrow uh, if they, you know, name another Hall of Fame class. Let me ask you this now. As you're you're out there in San Francisco, we talked last week. We were trying to come up with scenarios, with solutions and possibilities where where the Broncos could win this football game. I haven't done it. I can't figure out how they're going to win this football game. Have you? I mean, some people just think the Peyton is going to play a, a great game. And, I mean, the only way they can win it is, is if Peyton plays an excellent game and he doesn't turn the ball over and and uh, somehow Denver's defense is able to slow down Carolina's offense. Uh, you know, I mean, I – you know, I know it's a big game. I think Denver, should, you know, all the pressures on Denver, you know, if I'm Denver, I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, you know, and I, I, oh, Carolina doesn't come out too loosey-goosey. I don't want to be uptight, but you know, they have to understand this is a Super Bowl and, you know, uh, you know, camp's flying high right now and, you know, the way they've been acting in some of these press conferences, you know, I just want to make sure this is serious. You know, this is a it's a big game, and, uh, you know, Denver's going to have something to prove because they got embarrassed a couple of years ago. I don't know how many of the guys were on that team back then, but they did get embarrassed in that game. So you would think that uh, they're going to have something to prove. It's just going to be a, a, a tough team to have to prove it against. And so here's the thing. I don't – yeah, I see what you're saying, and – but does Peyton Manning really have – I'm just looking at his last few – I'm looking at his last two games, you know, 21 for 37, you know, 222 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. In the last uh, two weeks ago, 17 for 37, 176 yards, two touchdowns. I Just just looking at his body of work from 2015, I, I can't see a big-time performance out of Peyton Manning. I don't – I don't I don't think it exists anymore. It's like this, you know, Michael Jordan, as great as he was, you know, there was limitations to what he could do that second time that last time around with the Washington Wizards. There were limitations. He, to what he, 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 he still scored fifty, didn't he? He scored forty and forty. He had moments. I know he, still he had moments. Numbers, though. He had moments. But he yes, he had moments, but have you seen any, you know, just looking at Peyton Manning from the regular season and then looking at Peyton Manning in the playoffs, you haven't seen many flashes 
of, of you know, greatness from Peyton Manning in the 2015 NFL season. You know, and, and I just, sometimes the body only gives, the, ball, the body only has what the body only has. And I, I think he's given us all he has. And I think, you know, I, I think it's done. I don't, I don't see any more. You don't think he's going to be fresh? He has one more, one more little thing in the tank to go out and have a special performance. Like John Elway did. John Elway had a, I don't know the numbers, but he had a that last game. He went out on a high note. He played a good last in the game. But here's the thing. You know, John Elway played a Falcons team who I don't think is as good as this Panthers team. And so I also think John Elway during that year had more than what, had more than Peyton Manning. I think John Elway had more than Peyton Manning, and so I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't know how he can. I mean, obviously, here's the thing: he's a great player, and, and you know, obviously, great players, you know, in order to be great, you know, you got to have it mentally, you got to have it physically, and, and so maybe, maybe he has something. Maybe he could come up. Let me, let me. I, I wouldn't be shocked. If he came up with something, I wouldn't well, be you, shocked. You, you, didn't think, you, didn't think he, you didn't think he was going to beat New England. I didn't. I, I, I didn't think he was going to beat the Steelers. So I, I didn't. I didn't expect him to get this far. But you know, he did. You know, to to his credit, he did. But let me ask you: I'm looking at John Elway's numbers from the Super Bowl against the Falcons. John Elway's last game, the Super Bowl 33. 18 for 29, 336 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Can Peyton Manning duplicate that? You know, 18 for 29 is pretty, you know, that's over 50%. Uh, I don't know if he can throw for 330 yards. I don't think, I don't know if, I don't know if he can throw for that many yards. And, and also, just looking at this, looking at the numbers from this game, Terrell Davis was in that backfield for John Elway. Twenty five carries, hundred and two yards. He was back he was in the backfield. You know, so that's huge. here's the thing. Like you you look at you look at like a two years ago when the Broncos got to the Super Bowl, they were great on offense and they were just okay on defense. Now it's like a total shift. They're great on defense and they they're just okay on offense. And it's like well, you know, they say defense wins championships. But I, you look at Carolina, they got everything on that. They're, they're, it's not like they're, they're bad on defense. They're playing big time on defense, and they're playing big time on offense. So it's like, I don't know, just the more I look at Carolina, I just it, I think it's their year. I, th- I think it's simply put, it's their year. And I don't think there's anything the Broncos can do to stand in. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. If if Carolina jumps on them, it could get ugly. You know, if 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 Denver can slow them down and keep it close, and then they have a chance to win late. The only way Denver's gonna have a chance to win this game is that keep it close, keep it a little ugly. If Cam, even Cam, like have some turnovers, and then it's close late, then Denver have a chance to win. If Carolina's clicking on all cylinders, it could get ugly. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, it's, I mean, I think it's that, I think it's that simple. It could get ugly, and it could get ugly quick and fast, just like we've seen from the Carolina Panthers throughout the course of this playoffs. And you just look at the Carolina Panthers. They've scored 55 points in the first half of the two games of the playoffs. The Broncos have scored 43 points in total throughout the course of these playoffs. So the Peyton Manning and his offense is going to have to score points. And, you know, if they're going to win this game, we'll see if it, what happens. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rofe. And, Willie, let me ask you this. We, we've seen the story of Johnny Mantell and, you know, his dad saying that, you know, he tried to check him into rehab, uh, you know, for a couple days. A couple times this week he said he tried to check him into rehab. He had a situation with his girlfriend, allegedly hit her a couple times. And, you know, obviously things are not going well for Johnny Manziel. You know, he, he had the issue where he was out with the concussion that final game of the season. He was in Vegas all, you know, and, and you know, dressed up and, and disguised in Vegas so he can get out and party. Obviously, he has a problem. Have we seen the last of Johnny Mantell? That's a good question, and 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 obviously the part the problem is more than alcohol. I don't think the problem right. is alcohol. Well, I think people are offended about it, but nobody wants to come out and say it. But I, you know, I think it's more it's harder to us than alcohol. Um, I don't know if you can touch him right now. Until he really takes we have serious, you know, and, and, and checks in, gets himself in and trying to get himself straight. I don't think I don't think the I don't think the Cowboys can touch him. Because the last thing they want to do you know, Cowboys get pick him up and have some bad PR. Now I know that he's from Dallas, he really wants to go to Dallas. I thought some of this stuff with the pro to try to get could get released. But uh you know, I just hope the kid gets it together. Uh, it's a cry for help, and um, I don't know if he can get touched right now. Let's see. If he really wants to play football, he should already check himself in the rehab. And I'm talking about for, for a couple months right now. If he wants somebody to touch him, he should already be in rehab. For sure, for sure. But I, and here's the thing. I, I, I think if he can get it right, he'll get another opportunity. I, I mean, but I, I think we also can – safely say we really don't know how good Johnny Menzel actually is. You know, I, I don't think we can say that Johnny Menzel is a definitive franchise quarterback for for the Browns or any team in the National Football League. I don't think we can say that. So I don't really know I really don't know how good he is. But in the National Football League where everybody's always looking for a quarterback, I think he gets another opportunity. Might not come this year, but I think it comes if he can get right. And hopefully he can get right. Moving forward, but you know that, and I think if is a bit, it's a big if, because he's had opportunities last year. Well, you know the season that passed, and then the year before that, he's had opportunities to take the reins of the Cleveland Browns franchise, to be the quarterback of that football team, and he's let you know partying get in the way of that. And so, it obviously, you know, he has a larger. He probably has a, a drug issue. I would say probably that, and and maybe an alcohol issue as well. He's got a lot of issues and a lot of demons that he's fighting right now, and, and so hopefully he can beat those demons. Hopefully he can fight those demons. But man, he's he's got to get it right, and hopefully he can get it right. His dad did say that if he doesn't get into rehab, he won't see his 24th birthday. So that's 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 telling there when you're talking about the situation with Johnny Manziel. I, I, I want to ask you this. 
you know, Joe Montana talked to talked to USA Today, uh, discussed some of the ailments that he has, some of the physical ailments that he has, dealing with arthritis, bad knee, bad neck, his eye. You know, he's dealing with a whole bunch of things post-football. Let me ask you this. In, in terms of you, in terms, and we, we all hear the stories of CTE, we hear the stories of Ken Stabler, Dave Dorison, obviously Andre Waters. We're hearing various stories about life after football. How's life after football physically for Willie Rose? You know, he has his good days and bad days. I mean, you know, I got banged up too, and, um, you know, you're going to pay a price in the ball league a long time, especially when you play in the trenches. Uh, uh, my main thing is to try to work out, you know, eat, eat, eat as healthy as I can, you know, still, still, you know, trying to lose weight. My main thing would be to help me feel better, would be for me to trim down. But, uh, you, know, you know, like I said, I get around some days well, and, uh, you know, I had a little bit of um, stress, which has slowed me down some, but, but I'm, I'm finally starting to get that under control. But, uh, you know, you know, I mean, this is impressive play, Paul. You, know, you want to play football right. a long time, and uh, uh, you want to play a lot of games. And, you know, I, you know, I see myself going through some back surgeries and different surgeries. Then I look at a guy like Will Shields, who played 14 years, never missed a game. And trying to play basketball, you know, he still can go and work out and go up and down the court. I can go to the gym and get on the elliptical court, try to move around and do stuff I need to do. You know, I just have to, you know, have to do it regularly and do it consistently. But some guys play 13, 12, 13 years, twenty dollars, and and they they can go play basketball and do run. And you see uh, the big D lineman that play for the Vikings, and he still goes out and drives. And uh, the one that's a politician or a judge in uh, Minnesota, so it's different for everyone. You know, it's different for every guy. Every guy's not. No, nah, is there a majority of guys that play a long time are having some issues? I would say yes. A lot of us are dealing with some issues, but you do have the, the exceptions of guys that uh, you know, not came out of it pretty, pretty uh, unscathed, other than not knowing. You know, into one day or not, you know that. I mean, you, you know, and um, I was talking to Dick Stanfield's son, um, uh, who passed away last year, who coached me two years when Mike Dicker took over as coach for the Saints, and uh, you know he let it be eighty-seven, but you know he, he had a good life. But the last couple of years, he was suffering from some type of dementia from um, from the head trauma, you know, so. Football is a tough sport. We know it's a tough sport, and that's the price is going to pay to play the game. But you know, I mean, a lot of guys wouldn't change that. You know, you don't want to see you don't want to see somebody take their life. You know, you know, because of what's going on, Paul, and you don't want to see that ever happen. But um, you have a high rate of with police force with people that serve in the military. I mean, it's just certain things if you choose to do in that line of work, there's just a risk that comes along with it. So at the end of the day, you don't have any regrets? I don't have any regrets, no. I have a, a great family supporting me. I have a, a, a great wife to take care of me. So, you know, your family your family and people around you 
ones that are going to be there for you when you're done playing sports. And, you know, as long as I have that good network, I have to my kids that are, that are around me a lot more now. So, you know, I don't have any regrets. You know, I wish I would have taken better. I would say this. I didn't always take the best care of myself, and I pushed my body uh, some. And, and maybe maybe I wouldn't have got as many of those uh, days, you know, when I got under those tour shots that we would take, you know, when I was older playing. Maybe I wouldn't take as many of those. But if I didn't take as many of those tour shots, would I have lasted 13 years? So, then, you know what I mean? There's a flip side to a day. I mean, if I don't take the shots, do I play 13 years? If I don't take all that anti-inflammatory, do I make it as long? So you know you you never know. So maybe I put, but I could do a better job of taking care of some, taking care of my body year round more so than I did when I was you know when I was younger. Can you still play basketball? <laughs> no, I can't do that anymore. No, no. You retired. Okay. Those basketball okay. days have been a been long over. Okay, we're talking to Hall of Famer. Uh, Willie Rofen. So, Willie, you know, obviously the game is on Sunday. Are you going to the game? No, I won't make it to the game. Okay. Game is on Sunday in Santa Clara, Broncos, Panthers. Probably the last time we'll see the great Peyton Manning and might be the first time we see Cam Newton step become the face of this league. At the end of the day, who gets it done? Sunday at Levi Stadium. Uh, I still don't see, it's, you know, a lot of people like to say their heart wants to see Peyton go out on a high note. We want to see him play well, but I, I just don't see them being able to beat the Carolina Panthers. You know, with that offense, with the way those guys are played, I just think it's their year. And I think if you watch the Marcos line, the offensive line. So if you want to tell me who line's going to protect better, I'm going to say my you know Michael Orr. I just heard somebody saying other day he's only had four sacks and three turnovers all year. He's had an outstanding year at left tackle for Carolina, and Carolina's just got a better line. Yeah, and, and I mean I think he got a better line, better quarterback, and at the end better they tight end. Better team. They got a better tight end, yeah. but you got better, the better team. advantage receivers. Maybe yeah, Denver, because he can throw it to him. Exactly, and then you got Josh Norman. Well, you got some big time corners in Denver, but Josh Norman has some big time for the Carolina Panthers. You got a score? Thirty. Thirty-five to twenty. Thirty-five to twenty. Carolina wins. Cam Newton gets the MVP. Cam Newton gets the MVP. Okay, all right, so 35-20, to 20, Carolina Panthers get it done, Super Bowl 50. Or, or, so what's or next? Cam Newton or, or one of those receivers, Ted Ginn Jr., or or, or mm. a running back might wrestle. If a running back was for about 120, 30 yards, he might get it. Okay, so maybe Jonathan Stewart. And Stewart, or I could see, I could see uh, the tight end having a big game. Olsen. Olsen. All right. So what's next with Willie Rove? You know, you're in you're in San Francisco. So what's next for you tonight? 
tonight, tonight, so last night we went out and had a good time. I think tonight I'm going to relax. We got, we got <laughs> my cousin stopping by here tonight, and we're going to have dinner. Uh, we have okay. the taste of the NFL event tomorrow, so we have to go and we go over what we're going to do that tonight. So uh, I think tonight we're going to relax. All right, all right. So you, you painted the town red a little bit last night. <laughs> we hung out last night till night, so relaxation night. Okay, okay, okay. You know, <clears throat> not every you know, night. I can't do it every night, Paul. I gotta, gotta pace myself. Yeah, I mean, at, 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 you know, as older you get, you can't do the type of things that you used to do. You can't play basketball like you once did. You can't party, or you know, like you once did either. So, you know, I do. I do so, think about this, Paul. If I, if I didn't play football. And I went to the UCA and kept playing basketball. What would I be? What would have happened? To how would my body feel? I do think about that sometimes. So you feel like you could have got to the league? I don't know. The the, the, the coach of UCA, like I could have. He told me he thinks I could have. I don't know. But I feel like where would I be? What would my body be? What would what what? I saw Corey McGinley at the at the box out the other day, and uh, you know he still gets around. He still. Plays a lot with the guy that cuts my hair. They hang out. They play ball a lot together. You know, he has a family. He lives out in Orange County, and the guy's in excellent shape. You know, for you know mid thirties. You know, Corey, Corey, like played about ten years. You know, Corey McGetty played his yeah, yeah. played him, You know, but uh, I just think about what would, what would have happened if I didn't play basketball. But it goes to my mind. Corey McGetty's—he's always been a guy who's been a big time shape in college and. Always stayed in shape, and so I guess it's not surprising that he could still get around. But I mean, you know, there's basketball players out here, especially you know dealing with some issues as well. So I mean, you know, life is. You never life. know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, so, look, look at Anthony Mason. Look at Duckworth. Look at you know even Moses. Right. Those guys want you know fifty fifty years sixty. You know they weren't that old. I mean, you never know. You just you take what's ahead. You you do, you do the best you can and. And uh, you know you, you you treat people like you want to be treated, Paul, and, and, and you go you go from there. But look at boxers, how how great a shape a lot of those boxers are. But you know all the head trauma and stuff they go through. You know you see a lot of boxers do. You know they have to be in great great shape, and some of those guys are young. So you, you just never know. And, and and at the end of the day, you played a bunch of years in the NFL. You got to the Hall of Fame. You still got some money left. So, I mean, at the end of the day, life is good. It could be a lot worse. Life is good. I'm, I'm up here. The whole Super Bowl and nice. The whole for got me in the hotel for free and all the expenses paid and making a little money. So, life is good. So, overall, I can't do too much complaining, about. For sure. For sure. Willie, enjoy your time in San Francisco, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. All right. You have a good one. Hall of Famer Willie Rove. Super Bowl 50 on its way. Let me give you a prediction before we get out of here. I like the Panthers. I, I don't see any way, any way, so, I don't see any way the Broncos can win. I, I don't see it. You know, it's possible. Anything is possible. Cameron Garnett says, anything is possible! But I like Carolina 31-14, to and I think Cam Newton wins Super Bowl MVP, and I think Cam Newton jabs his way through this, you know, all the circuits and all the different media circuits and all the different commercials. This is going to be a great year to be Cam Newton. I want to thank Hall of Famer from Willie Rowe for stopping by. You can listen to this show, other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash begant. 
regular this show and other shows, follow us on Twitter at Go4Can. For everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a great weekend. Super Bowl 50, 31 to 14, the Panthers will win. Mark it down, Cam MVP. See you later. Take care. Bye.